Ben Pogmiller is back on the podcast today. I keep having him on because one, he's fun, and two, because he has simple, actionable marketing tips and things that you can easily try in your own hot tub retail store. And these are things that he's tried out in his own store and had success with, so you know they work. Ben was originally in marketing and is still relatively new to the hot tub industry. He co-owns Urban Life Pools and Hot Tubs in Manitoba, Canada. And it wasn't until really 2021 that they started to zero in on swim spa sales. You know I love swim spas, so hopefully this gets even more sold. Enjoy. This is the Spa Retailer Podcast, where we talk retail, business, and all things related to the hot tub industry. I'm your host, Megan Kendrick, owner of Spa Retailer Magazine. So today on the podcast, we have Ben back. Thank you for coming back on today, Ben. It's so good to see you again. Thank you for having me. Nice to be here. So it's been, I mean, we, it's been a while since we had you on and then, you know, I take my, I take my summer break because I need to for my own sanity. <laughs> <laughs> and so now we're getting back into podcast episodes again. So what, what have you been up to? What has the hot tub market been doing up in Canada over the last, I don't know, six or seven months, however long it's been? Well, it's still been pretty crazy. It's slowed down a little bit from last year, but uh, we've still, we had a really massive spring. Like it was uh, a feeding frenzy for hot tubs. Like we had way more people that wanted hot tubs than we had hot tubs. So that's a good position to be in. Absolutely. Um, things have slowed down a bit over the summer, but we're already starting to see that fall ramp up a little bit. And uh, we're definitely starting to see more, more interest again. So the summer was good for kind of regrouping and coming up with some new strategies mm -hmm. and just kind of strengthening our processes and making sure that we're ready for the big push in the fall. So I think we're, we're in a good spot right now. Something that I've been talking to people about is that, you know, things have, things have slowed down, but they still haven't slowed down to sort of the pace they were before COVID. So right. it's like, it's like our, it's like our ceiling our our floor, our floor has been raised, you know? And so now kind of right. that, like, bottom level of sales that you would see in the summer is still higher than when you, what you would have maybe previously seen. So slower than the, the crazy time, which is good because that pace probably was not sustainable for most of us, but still better than a lot of some of what we were seeing in previous years. So it's kind of, it's kind of exciting. I'm excited to see what the fall will bring and if, if it'll slow down in the winter at all, because last winter yeah. we just kept, kept rolling right through winter. So we wanted to talk specifically about selling swim spas this time around, which I, I'm going to let the cat out of the bag a little bit, which probably by the time this podcast comes out, it will be common knowledge, but our company just helped get a swim spa installed for a little girl here in our local community who has some, a terminal illness and being in water is one of the few times that she is not in pain. And so that just got installed last week. And so I got to experience my first swim spa installation. Um, we haven't had a chance to get over there and see it running and see her in it yet, but that is coming. And so swim spots have been on my, on my mind lately. Oh, that's amazing. That's so awesome that you could do that. It was, it was great. It, it was definitely a wonderful feeling. And it's, I feel like I get to write about you guys doing cool stuff like this all the time. And so we finally got to, got to stick our toe into it, but honestly, we didn't really do anything, um, other than <laughs> make some phone calls. Really it's, you know, 
you know, master spas and a bunch of other great companies in the industry donated some stuff and, you know, people donated labor and, you know, just all the things. So really all I had to do was make phone calls and then they actually did the real, the real work. <laughs> That's fantastic. I love it. But you have, I mean, obviously we've talked to you before about marketing, that sort of your background and, and bread and butter and what you are really passionate about. And so it sounds like you've been working on the marketing side of your, of your swim spa business, right? Yep, absolutely. We've made a pretty big push into swim spas lately, and we're going to make a really big push next year too. And I think there's a few things that have happened in the last little while that are going to make it a really great opportunity for anybody who's selling swim spas. So um, first of all, you know, with everything going on with the, the pandemic and all that, everyone wanted a pool. So the whole pool industry completely sold out of everything the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. And it seems like even next year, supply for pool related items is becoming really, really scarce. So especially in terms of install labor and things like that too, like there are, there are certain places where you can't even get a pool for 2022 right now. Like you have to wait till 2023 to get a pool. And so if you're looking for a backyard fun, for some people, they just don't want to wait that long. And so here's a great opportunity for someone to swim in their backyard 12 months of the year in a swim spa for a lot less than it would cost for an in-ground pool and much more energy efficient, far less maintenance. It's really an easy pitch once people know what they know what they are and what they can do. It's kind of interesting because I feel like we experienced that even with this, this install that we did. It was, you know, I have a friend who works in the pool industry who signed a contract to get her pool built. And we conceived of, ordered, received, installed the swim spa before her pool was even really, really started. And it was, it was a pretty rough process. Whereas this was like very minimal time in the backyard, very little, nothing was really torn up, got a crane, dropped it in there. We were done. And I think that people underestimate the pain and suffering that building a pool can cause. This is no, no shot against people who sell pools, but I mean, you sell the dream of the pool in the backyard, right? Mm -hmm. But then you know, you're tearing up their backyard. It, it, the project can last for weeks. Uh, it's weather dependent on when it gets done. Mm -hmm. And there's so many things that can go wrong on a pool install, yeah. but a swim spa, you just put down a pad and drop it in the backyard. And that's right. basically it. So. Well, and like, and right now, I mean, obviously I'm, I'm lead times are still long for swim spas, but you know, like you said, the swimming pool industry is experiencing all of that as well. And so, yeah, you, you know, it takes a long time to build a swimming pool. And then on top of that, you've got shortages and things that happen that are unexpected and unknowns that, you know, the builders aren't able to plan for. And so, yeah, that, that uh, big muddy hole can be there a lot longer than you originally anticipated. And if you live in a place that's really seasonal, like, uh, you know, where we are in Manitoba, we have four very distinct seasons. And so our pool season is like two months long, right? Yeah. And so to spend a hundred grand on a pool that you can use two months of the year, you know, versus a swim spa, that's, you know, less than half that cost that you can use year round. That's a pretty great selling point. Once people know a little bit more about them and what they can do. You know, when I started in the industry, I would had to explain to a lot of people what a swim spa even was like, they just, they didn't know, but it seems like now that part of the conversation is going away. And occasionally I have to explain to someone what a swim spa is, but it seems like people have a better knowledge and understanding of just in general, you know, what a swim spa is and what it can do. Are, are you finding that, that there's a lot more people just know what they are now? Somewhat, yes. And, and part of that is because of us, right? So for anybody that's, you know, skeptical about selling swim spas in their market, like you probably don't have all of the challenges that we have here. Like in Manitoba, there's not really a ton of retailers that sell swim spas. It's not a huge volume item that's going out there. 
it is gaining in popularity, but largely the public does not know about these things and what they are and what they can do. They might That's have some vague recollection of seeing one one time, or they may be familiar with the concept of swimming against the current, but they really don't know much more than that. And so we've really come from a standstill here. Like uh, we, we bought our company a couple of years ago. And the previous owner didn't really sell a lot of swim spas. It just wasn't his thing. He was more of a pool builder and he just didn't really get behind the idea of swim spas that much. Mm -hmm. And so we're really coming from a stand still here. And it's really like market still like dependent on the market that you're in. Yeah. So, you know, I feel like in, in my area in particular, there are a handful of pretty strong swim spa dealers and that's, you know, they really understand that market. And so, yeah, they, you know, more people in this area would know about them because they're seeing them and seeing them pushed and advertised and marketed where in your area that hadn't been the case until, until now. And now you guys are starting to see a difference. Yep. It's starting to pick up a little bit and people are getting more familiar with the idea. So that is changing, but uh, it might be a slow process, but I mean, I haven't been in the business that long, but anyone who's been in this business for a long time knows that hot tubs used to be this way as well. Back in the seventies, or you're trying to talk to somebody about a hot tub. They, they look at you like you were crazy. Like you want me to take a bath with my friends in the backyard. Like it doesn't, it doesn't make sense, right. As a concept, but slowly that changed and that became just common knowledge. Now everybody knows what a hot tub is and that you can put one in your backyard. So, I mean, yeah. this is a challenge that the industry has faced before people not knowing what they are, but, uh, just have to be patient and really educate the customer. Yeah. And, and we've definitely seen progress be made in that, in that area. Like, like I said, I mean, for, at least from the people that I talk to their knowledge of what a swim spot is, is we're not starting at zero <laughs> like we were before. <laughs> yeah. So it is getting better year to year and we're, we're slowly building sales. So the stuff I'm going to talk about today will work, whether swim spas are a relatively new concept in your area, or if they are more common and more well-known where you are, then it's like shooting fish in a barrel. It'll be even easier for you. So what, it can work uh, for anybody, I think. What made you guys want to go after the swim spa market more pointedly? I mean, there are people who are still a little resistant to selling swim spas for a lot of different reasons. What, what was it that got you guys excited about wanting to sell them and wanting to invest more time and energy into that process? So there's a few things that went into that. So first, the first and foremost, I think there really is no clear dominant force in our area. So there isn't one retailer that's like so light years ahead of the others in terms of being number one, that we really saw an opportunity that if we can be the first to really crack the market, then we can be that number one spot very easily. And I think we're on our way to be there quite quickly. So that was one. Number two is because we are in such a seasonal climate, like we get down to minus 40 in the winters and that wreaks havoc on anything concrete or structural especially if you're putting it in the ground, right? So just having an in-ground pool in Manitoba is, is such a headache to begin with. And so we really saw an opportunity to offer this complete alternative that is like a family fun center in your backyard for a fraction of the cost of an in-ground pool. And so that idea just really excited us. The third thing is just almost pure jealousy, <laughs> just seeing what some of these other swim spa retailers are doing in other parts mm -hmm. of the country and other parts of the world, just seeing how much volume they're doing and, and how you know simple and easy the process is to put a swim spa in someone's backyard that just looking at the margins on a swim spa versus a pool or a hot tub or anything else, like 
it's pretty attractive for a business owner to want to make yes. those kind of margins for very yes. little effort. Absolutely. I mean, that's the thing that I, I think surprises me. I mean, you know, you don't just sell that many swim spots to really kind of make your year, honestly. And so right. it's interesting to me. I mean, I understand there's, there's space constraints. I understand like there's definitely is more that goes into selling and delivering a swim spot than a hot tub, but not that much more, you know? So I, yeah, it, it always kind of baffles me when people are just anti selling a swim spa because there's some, some good money to be made there. Absolutely. And to me, it's, a, it's almost easier than a hot tub delivery because I just let the crane do all the work. This is <laughs> all true. I have to do is call the crane company and they do it. It does kind of save you a little bit of that, of that headache. When did you start focusing more on the, some spa side of your business? We really started earlier this year when we saw that this whole uh, backyard leisure craze was not going to go away. We decided this is really the time to make it happen. Like we had sold a few in the past and, but we kind of made sort of a half-hearted effort at it. Like we sold a few here and there just for people who are kind of already interested in swim spas and were shopping around. But then we kind of decided like, we really want to go out and find people who are going to be benefiting from this amazing product. So we really made a big push and we, we made a huge effort to learn how to present them, how to sell them properly, came up with a really good pitch for them and really refine that process because a lot of the other things in our business were stable at that point. So this was the time to really try something new that was going to really make a difference in the business. When you talk about putting together a good presentation and working on your pitch and that kind of stuff, did you guys sort of develop that yourselves? Did you work with your manufacturer and the things that they had available? How did you go about, go about doing that? Cause I do feel like there is, it's different than selling a hot tub. I mean, it's a different process. It's a different buyer. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, and I think that sometimes that it's not like selling a giant hot tub. I think that sometimes gets lost in the shuffle of, of bringing these on. Absolutely. So yes, we did work with our manufacturer a bit. They offered some really great training that we all went through to learn the product better, to learn what it can do um, and how to present it and sort of what's working for other retailers who are doing really well with it. And then we kind of adapted that to our own style because we have our own selling style here. It's a very educational based style. It's very much about uh, consulting with the customer and finding out you know, what they're going to use it for and what's going to work for them and presenting some options for them. So uh, we kind of took that and adapted our style for selling hot tubs and applied it to swim spas, but very much focused on what a swim spa can do versus what a hot tub can do. So as you, as you started down this path, what were some of the things that you found really worked great for you guys? What were some of the things that were successful and that you think other people could use as well? First, I, I kind of want to start with some of the things that I see other swim spa retailers advertising, because that's what I always start with. I always start mm -hmm. with doing research into um, what are some other companies doing and just kind of seeing whether I can take things from that or whether it's worth doing the opposite. Because I kind of subscribe to the do the opposite philosophy. So you look at what everyone else is doing and do something completely different to stand out. Mm -hmm. So one of the things I noticed, like I researched dozens and dozens of swim spa ads out there. And so if you are a retailer out there who's advertising swim spas, chances are I did see your ad and, and looked at it. And one thing I found was that a lot of times swim spas were just kind of lumped in with everything else. There were very few swim spa focused ads out there. It was always, we're having a big sale, come get your hot tub or swim spa, right? And, or, right. or it was a very price focused, big sale on swim spas or um, is very product focused. Like we have the best swim spas, come check them out kind of thing. And so it never really led to more information or leading them down the path or really gearing them towards making the customer feel like there was a process involved in this that you were going to lead them through because it's not like selling a hot tub. A hot tub is a very different thing. A, a, a hot tub can be an impulse buy, but a swim spa, 
it's not exactly an impulse buy, right? Like there's, there's more yeah. planning involved. Some people sink them into decks. Some people build concrete bunkers around them. Sometimes people like, there's a lot more planning that goes into a swim spa than a hot tub. And what I found was a lot of the ads out there were not really geared towards uh, leading people through that process. And, and also the buying cycle itself too. So swim spas can be a much longer buying cycle. Like we've had people who have been interested in swim spas for over a year before they do something about it. I think that's pretty common. I mean, because yeah. like you said, it is a big purchase and it is usually part of a bigger picture for what they have for their backyard. It's not, yeah. you know, something that they just can drop in and say, there it is. You know, they, there's a lot of planning that usually goes into what they want to do with it. And so, yeah, that takes, it takes a lot of time. Exactly. And so just playing that long game is really important. And if you've listened to my previous episodes of the Spa Retailer Podcast, you'll know that this is nothing radically different from that, that embracing that it's a long buying cycle rather than trying to fight it. So advertising swim spas is great. Hey, we have swim spas. They're $5,000 off. Maybe someone's going to walk in and buy a swim spa from that, but chances are they're going to have a lot more questions. They're going to have a lot more planning involved they probably don't even know whether this is going to be the right thing for them. They don't even know that they want one yet. They have to find out what's involved in getting one before they actually decide that they want one. I feel like someone who buys a swim spa in that circumstance, for the most part, that is what got them to finally pull the trigger. They had already done that whole process of planning and thinking and wanting and exploring and, you know, educating themselves on it. And then it's like, oh, I can save $5,000. All right, I guess we'll buy it now. (laughs) Right, exactly. And so I've only had one swim spa sale that was like the complete opposite of all that. So we had a guy recently, we had a floor model that was just sitting on the floor. We were trying to clear out and uh, a guy was driving on the way to the, uh, his cabin for the weekend and his wife was driving and he was just like Googling around on his phone, trying to find swim spas. He found us called. I talked to him for maybe 20, 25 minutes. He said, okay, great. Um, when we come back from the lake on our way back, we're going to stop in at the store. They came in, looked at it. He said, okay, I'm calling my electrician and my concrete guy tonight. The next day we had the deposit and two weeks later, the swim spa was delivered. So, <laughs> um, I mean, that's, that's impressive. I mean, that, that was, was the that fastest was, swim spa yeah, spa that's like someone who, who uh, knows how to get some things done. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe exactly. beyond the average homeowner. <laughs> exactly. So that was like, like who, a has, who has an electrician cycle. and a concrete guy, like ready to go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the fact that they could get the pad in and done by that time, it was, uh, it was quite impressive. So, yeah. but those are so rare. Like I've only had one of those, right? Yeah. So we want to embrace that long buying cycle. And so what I found worked really well is just trying to help people figure out whether this is even a possibility for them or not, because not everybody knows what a swim spa is because not everybody knows what's involved in putting one in just being able to explain what a swim spa can do, why it might be good for their family. And here are some things about the process to, to make it easier to plan this whole project. And so I found that once I started focusing on that and focusing on what the customer is really thinking when they see a swim spa in their brain, chances are they, they're probably thinking, well, that might be a nice thing to have, but that's not for me, or that's going to be way too expensive for me, or that sounds like a big project. I'm not even going to bother. Right. And so, yeah, it looks cool, but maybe that's only for rich people. But what we're finding is it's really not just for rich people. There's payment plans that make it quite affordable. Um, People who take vacations regularly can afford a swim spa too. People who are into athletics and lap swimming and things like that really see the benefits of these. So really just getting into all the possibilities of what a swim spa can do, because it's not just about swimming against the currents. There's way more things that it can do than that. And so explaining, yes, lap swimming is one thing, but it's not just about athletics. It's about family fun. Kids love to play in it. They can use the jets like a lazy river. There's fountains to play in. There's lights. There's all kinds of things. There are often therapy seats in swim spas. So you can get that hydrotherapy 
not quite as good as you could get with a hot tub, but you can still get some massage, some active recovery after working out. You can sit in the therapy seats while your kids are playing and you can use it for other exercise too. You can use yeah. res resistance bands. You can walk against the current. You can do boogie boarding. You can do, you can have those like underwater dumbbells. Like there's all kinds of things you can right. do with it and just showing yeah. people those possibilities so that they can imagine themselves doing it even if they're yeah, not a triathlete or a yeah. competitive lap swimmer. You know, people think of it as, oh, you get it to swim against the current. But I think most people who have swim spas, that's probably the, the thing they do the least in it is, you know, get in there and swim against the current because that's, that's difficult. And you need to be a fairly good swimmer to be able to right. do that effectively. And so for people who are really into swimming, that's fantastic. But for the rest of us, you know, just having that resistance to work out against. And like you said, and walk and just having a decent sized body of water in your backyard for everyone to play in is what you're probably going to get the most use and benefit out of. Exactly. And we get people buying swim spots from us who have no intention of swimming in them, like as a lap swimmer, right? It's just about the family fun. That's really what it's all about. Absolutely. And that's going to be your average swim spa buyer anyway. And that's why this, the name swim spa is kind of misleading sometimes, right? I think uh, when you hear that name, you don't exactly know what that is. I know. But if you call it like an all season pool or, or a four season pool or something for, like that, yeah. um, that goes a long way for people to visualize what you can actually do with it. That has been a debate in the industry for so long as, you know, what do we actually call it? And it, like swim spa has kind of stuck, right? But it isn't mm -hmm. the best descriptor of what it actually is. And it's kind of interesting because when you start to get into like, codes and things like that. Sometimes calling it a swim spa can be a problem too. And so I think in a lot of the, the code writing and stuff, they've started to call it like an exercise pool or, or something, something different to try to distinguish it from a hot tub. But yeah, it's, it's kind of a hard thing to, a hard thing to describe in a couple of, in a couple of words. And I've tried to not call it a swim spa. It's, it's stuck. Like I cannot get out of that mindset of calling it, calling it a swim spa, but I agree. It's, that's not the best, not the best branding there on our part. So bad job, hot tub industry. <laughs> well, it is a challenge for sure, but I find that just using some language around it, like all season pool or things like that goes, goes a long way to getting people over that hump of what the heck is a swim spa, right? So so we decided to make a big push for swim spas. And so here are some of the things that we did from selling virtually no swim spas to we basically sold out for this year and we're planning to double our swim spa sales at least for next year. So That's exciting. This, this is our big plan and I'm really excited about it too. So first thing, first and foremost, I'm a big believer in growing an email list. I think that is like the number one marketing asset that a company can have because Basically, every time I send out an email now, which is about once a week, I get some kind of response to get a conversation started. Even if it's one person, somebody is reaching back out to get pricing info. They're more interested in the process of how to install a swim spa. Um, it's really gone a long way to embracing that long buying cycle because you're just feeding them content over time and you can follow up with them over and over and over again for free. So having a list that you can do this sort of one-to-many approach mm -hmm. is, uh, is so valuable. So everything is kind of based around that. So the first thing we did was we, we had a buyer's guide. So we had an ad out for, here's all the things the swim spa could do. This is what it's all about. If you're interested, here's a handy buyer's guide to find out more about what these are and what's involved in putting one in, right? And so even people who are casually interested, I don't mind those people signing up because I don't have to do any more work. They're getting automated emails from me. They're getting this thing delivered to them. They can read through it at their own pace. If they decide they want to know more, then they can reach out. So they're already a little bit pre-sold by the time they come to us. And they're a little bit more educated on swim spas as a whole. And if they just want something to read and they decide, hey, you know what? This is actually not for me. 
that's fine. They can unsubscribe and I never have to hear from them again. So they're not clogging up the works or clogging up my time on the phone, kicking tires when I know this is not going to be a good fit for them. So that's one thing that worked really well to grow this email list. The next thing was Google search. So making sure that we're showing up when people are searching on Google for swim spas, because even though we're trying to educate the market, we still want to make sure that we're maximizing all those people who are specifically looking for swim spas. They already know what they are and what they can do. And they're way more educated than the average consumer. And so they're Googling around and doing research. We want to make sure we're on there. And so you can do that through SEO, through you know building your website so that you rank first on Google. But I found I just wanted to skip that line and we just did some paid ads. So anybody okay. who's searching for swim spas, we come out right at the top okay. and people can come, they can browse the models, they can sign up for the guides, they can really get a lot of information about what a swim spa is and what it can do. It's funny because, you know, you talk about SEO and building your website and, and doing those kinds of things. And that just like, as you're saying that, I'm just thinking, man, that's just easier said than done. <laughs> It's been one of my goals to work on our SEO over the last year. And it's, it's been challenging. I've had to learn a lot and I have you know, a lot of trial and error that goes into it. So I hate SEO. It's not something I'm good at. It's not something I like doing. So if you are going to do that, for, I said, su- I suggest thank just you for saying you know, that. hire somebody to do it. That makes me feel so much better because <laughs> you are a marketing person and I am not. And for you to say that you do not like it and are not, it's not something that you feel like no. you're good at makes me feel a lot better about myself. <laughs> So yeah. thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a great thing to shoot for, but hire an expert who knows what they're doing and let them do it. I'd much rather pay for eyeballs because it's faster and you can get a result. Now, SEO is more of a long-term play. It's not going to get you any more sales next week, but over the next couple of years that will build up. Yeah. So it's good to work on, but it's not the only thing you should work on. You should sure, definitely do yeah. some paid advertising too. Basically like have a good strategy for SEO. Don't ignore it but don't depend on it. Like you said, for getting out word on a sale or on a new thing, or like you said, looking for those immediate sales, because that's not where they'll probably come from. Exactly. So hire hire that out. Yeah. (laughs) It's my least favorite thing to do. Okay. I'll add that to my list of things to uh, (laughs) spend money on in the next couple of of months. Yeah. Well, it's better than spending hundreds of hours writing articles and planning keywords and all this stuff, right? Too late. We already, we already spent hundreds of hours writing articles. (laughs) We got that part. We got that part down at least. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's part of your business model. So I mean, that's fine. (laughs) Experience true spa convenience at the touch of a button. Strong Spa's fully automated DuraShield hardcover is another example of Strong's innovative engineering in a long line of industry firsts. Strong has taken the durability and strength of its hardcover and made the ease of use even simpler. Effortlessly open and close DuraShield with a simple turn of a key. Strong's DuraShield hardcover holds 1,000 plus pounds and comes with a limited lifetime guarantee. I've seen the automated hardcover in person and it was impressive. Be sure to check it out at the next industry trade show. The other thing we did was we, we really made a big push to update our website to be more swim spa focused. So We don't have the prettiest website, but it does get the job done in that I go to a lot of other retailers' websites and swim spas are just kind of like shoved somewhere in the back or they're not that easily findable or they're lumped in with hot tubs. But I find that just having a very distinct section for swim spas with all the information that they would want about learning about swim spas, the features, what they can do, browsing the models, signing up for a catalog, like all those things. Like we just made a really big push to feature the swim spa a lot more prominently and we've already like it was within weeks like we really noticed a huge 
increase in interest just from that alone. People browsing our website and finding the swim spa section and then having some action they can take, which is signing up for a, this or signing up for a guide or reaching out for pricing info, where we, we noticed a huge uptick almost right away. And with that, with very little effort. Yeah. I just pulled up your website and yeah, you've got, you've got swim spas a lot more front and center right now. Yep, exactly. So there's a huge section right on there just on swim spas. And you call them all season pools. Slash we do call spas. them all season pools. Yeah. I do practice what I preach. That's for sure. One thing I didn't make clear is that sometimes people, they get this idea in their head that marketing has to be pretty and beautiful and perfectly polished and professionally done. And I feel like that has been really sold by the agency industry <laughs> that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, branding and things like that have to look this way, but you'll go, you know, I mean, you're looking at our website right now. It's really nothing fancy. <laughs> like it, it's very basic. It's not pretty. In fact, it's downright ugly in some points, but it works because it's giving people the information they want in an easy to find way. And we're answering all the questions that they have. To me, that matters more than the prettiest looking videos or the nicest images or the most beautifully designed website. Yeah. I think that's something that kind of this whole social media world has taught us is that sometimes, yeah, being, being pretty, isn't the most important thing. And it's, it's about having good information, having engaging content, And that doesn't necessarily mean that it's like this highly produced thing. It just means that it's good and it's fun and it's engaging and it's genuine. That's what people respond to. Absolutely. And so it's not about having the prettiest thing, but the one that speaks the most to the prospect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the other thing we did that worked really well was also was doing video tours of the swim spas. So I know a lot of manufacturers have product videos and things like that, and those are great, but it's no substitute for having you as a human being walking them through it like you would if they were in the showroom. Mm -hmm. So doing a virtual swim spa tour, that made a huge difference as well, especially when places were on lockdown and things like that. People couldn't come in the store as easily. We're a little bit out of the way. We're in a city, but we're, you know, about an hour away from Winnipeg, which is the big city in Manitoba. And Mm -hmm. so it is a bit of a drive to get to us. And we do have a lot of people do that, but having something you can send them to kind of walk them through So they could decide whether it's worth it to come in in person or not really goes a long way as well. So I recorded some videos of some of the models we had on the floor showing them, here's what you would use the swim spa for. Either this one is designed for lap swimming because it's a more advanced swim system and here's how it works. Or this one's more for family fun because it's got lights and fountains and it's got benches on the sides and not really designed for swimming walking them through all the different features and, and all the possibilities that you can do with it. And then when people show interest, you can send them that video tour. You can put it right on their, on your website. And I just did it on my phone. I just recorded a, some videos on my phone, uploaded them to YouTube and then embedded them on the website. Yeah. And, uh, and people really, really appreciated that because now they get a, they get a real human sense of what a swim spa is like. I even uh, had my shirt off and my swim trunks on and got, got in it and sort of started showed them You're brave. what it's like to walk against the current <laughs> and all this stuff. So. Uh, no, that's, that's great because I think that's something that a lot of us have learned during the pandemic. And I've heard from other dealers is that having these kind of videos of you demonstrating the product of you showing it to people. And I, you've talked about it before on the podcast, but you're not the only person that I've heard of who's had success with this, where it, kind of having that personal touch there is definitely a time and a place for the beautiful, you know, highly produced videos and brochures and things that the manufacturers have the time and resources to make there. Nothing really beats kind of you giving your sales pitch and having it available 24 seven for someone who's like, Oh, I wonder if I would like that. Or what does that mean? And then you just have it right there. It's, 
it's worked really, really well for people. And I, so I just, I just want to emphasize that yeah. for our listeners that it's like, this is not just Ben and this is not just me. I mean, this is something that I've heard from dealers across North America, that this has been something that has worked for them and something that they are not stopping because things are opening up again. Like this is, this is a long-term thing that they're going to continue to do. And so if you haven't done this, if you haven't taken some of these kind of casual videos in your, in your showroom, whether you put them on your website or social media, I really would encourage you to give it a try because, because it's worked. Yeah, absolutely. And that's no surprise to me that that's worked for other people because you know, I, I see a lot of these sort of corporate produced videos, not just in swim spas, but in every industry. And it seems like marketing departments or big dumb agencies or whatever, people with marketing degrees, like they're not out there on the floor face-to-face -face selling swim spas to people. Mm -hmm. Right. And so being, just being able to talk to those people like you would like on video, whether it's in video or on person, just being able to talk to people like a real human being, answering the questions that they would have showing your personality. I mean, my sense of humor has sold more hot tubs and swim spas than anything else. And right. as far as I know, no, you know, hot tub manufacturers, you know, using humor or jokes in any of their materials or, I mean, not, you know, not very consistently and not very well. Yeah. And not like, you know, goofing around with people and just having yeah. fun with it. Right. Like mm -hmm. just have some fun with it. Right. And I find that that works so much better than trying to be very like proper and, right. you know, make it like a, you know, Lincoln commercial with yes. Matthew McConaughey or something, right? Like, it's <laughs> right. Again, like there's a time and a place for those. I mean, there are, there are instances where having something that's highly produced is what you need, but for something like this, you know, you, like you said, you're trying to relate to your local customer, the people that you know, and the people that are in your community, and you're going to know how to reach them and how to talk to them better than anyone else. And so you know, trust yourself and, and go with that. Like you would in any sales pitch. I mean, you got these, these are salesmen. They're not, they're not shy. They put yourself out there and you know, you know what to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just, uh, just be, be, be yourself and have some fun with it. I'll get off my soapbox about it. <laughs> it's really important though. It really is. And then the last piece that has really made a huge difference is, and, and we do this with hot tubs and with swim spas is we developed selection tools to help people find the models that are going to work for them. And so it's kind of like a quiz-based platform. So what I've found is that there are so many models and so many options and people just don't know what they're looking at. Like you could send them a brochure, but if it's got, you know, 15 different things in it, they have no idea what size they need, how it's going to work for them, you know, what different models are used for, which ones are you know, for high level athletes, which ones are just for people who want to splash around and have fun. Like they just don't know any of that. They're just looking at a brochure with models and specs. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we developed this quiz that will help people determine what models are going to work for them. So it's uh, it's very simple. I mean, I'm thinking about making it more advanced, but I always like to roll out with a prototype version of things to see if it gets traction before, you know, building out and spending a lot of money on something mm -hmm. fancier, but we're just asking them some basic questions about like, what do you plan on using it for? Is it for family fun? Is it for lap swimming? Is it for hydrotherapy? Is it for other types of exercise? And then people can, you know, just click and answer that. What level of swimmer are you? Are you a beginner swimmer? Are you an intermediate swimmer? Are you advanced? Like, do you swim regularly? That kind of stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Very important question is when would you be ready for one? Are you thinking soon? Are you thinking five years from now? Like yeah. where, where are you at in the process here? Right. Which and so, uh, order one now. Cause it might take five years. We don't know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, there is Hopefully that. Not, not, it's not quite that bad. 
And so we do this with hot tubs as well as swim spas. And then sure. it'll, it'll spit out some results for them that they can now use that when they're looking at that brochure or all those 15 different models, then they at least mm-hmm. know the two or three that they should be paying attention to based on their specific situation. So yeah. that's a great starting point for people to help narrow down the options. Cause I find yeah, half the battle great. of selling anything is just narrowing down all the million options there are out there. When manufacturers name their product, they're not necessarily naming it for, you know, the selling purpose. They're naming it for their own yeah. purposes to keep track of it and clearly state what it is and move <laughs> things through the production, all yeah. of that kind of stuff. How, like how great for you to say to your customer, this is the one that you want for if you want to play. This is the one that you want if you are a really good swimmer. And it's, and breaking it down in a really simple way as opposed to, okay, well, here's the FA-222, you know, like the, the numbers and things that go along with it. It's very simply like laid out for them. If this is what you're interested in, this is what we recommend that you that you look at. I think that's great. Exactly. And it's a customized experience because I think there's a temptation for retailers to want to sell what they want to sell, right? This is what we have sitting in the back. This is what we want to sell to people, right? And match that oh, up to people, yes. right? Yes. But this you is the what? complete opposite. It's finding yeah. people listening to what they want and then saying, based on everything you said, here are my recommendations for you because X, Y, Z, right? And then people feel like you're actually in their best interest. Right. Listening to them. I, yeah. I feel like I have said more often lately than ever, <laughs> you are the problem. <laughs> <laughs> and I see this and yes, I I've heard stories from people before where it's like, I don't know what I was doing because they were asking me to sell them this. And I kept trying to sell them that. And I was, and I was being stupid and I should have sold them what they wanted. <laughs> exactly. And I've caught myself doing it too. Right. People have said, we definitely don't want a lounger in a hot tub. And I'm like, five minutes later, I'm like trying to convince them to get a lounger. I'm like, why am I doing this? I'm being an idiot here. Just forget it. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, sometimes, I mean, you need to guide them obviously, yeah. but, but yeah, when they tell you what they want, then sometimes that you just need to believe them. <laughs> yeah. There's no, there's no profit in trying to convince people of something they're already convinced of, or like something the opposite of what they're already convinced of. Right. Right. Yeah. So those strategies have worked really well. So we've at this point, I think got over 600 people on our email list who are interested in swim spots. So these are people who have shown genuine interest in what a swim spa is, what it can do. And they've taken the time to actually fill out their information to get these resources. So to me, that's, that's pretty good. And will they all convert? No, I think Absolutely not. I think that's great. As someone who like tries to get people to sign up for an email list all the time, I feel like that's, that's pretty successful. <laughs> yeah. And it's growing and growing. So we're trying a new system right now where I put together a catalog. So it's not just a brochure, but it's also a catalog on here are some ways to help select the model that you want. And here's some pricing information and all kinds of stuff. And so far we're, we're doing really well with that as well. We've got a really low lead cost and sure. Some of that may be casual interest. Not all of those are going to convert, but I find, you know, out of 600 people, if even 1% of those end up buying a swim spa, that's still six more swim spa sales than we would have had. Yeah. And like we said earlier, when you look at the margins and you look at the numbers, like that's, you know, six more swim spas is, is, uh, covers a lot of ground for a couple thousand bucks in ad spend, I'll take that any day. So absolutely. So from there, once they sign up for that, we drop them into an email autoresponder. So if you're not too marketing savvy, you don't know what an autoresponder is. That's just automated emails that go out to people over time. So the whole point of all of our marketing efforts is just to get people into that email responder. I don't care about anything else. I'm not trying to sell them a swim spot at this point. 
I'm not trying to push them on a sale. I'm not trying to offer them a discount or anything like that. All I want people to do when they're signing up for these resources is get into this email autoresponder because that is what converts people into sales on the hot tub side and on the swim spa side. Because what we're doing in that autoresponder is over time, we're dripping them content on basically anticipating all of the thoughts that they have in their head. And if you've been selling people face-to-face for a long time, then this is going to be really easy for you because you're going to know all the common questions that people have. You're going to know all of the pitfalls to getting a swim spa installed. You're going to know all the mental barriers that people have about buying one. And you're going to be able to address that before they even have a chance to ask. So this shouldn't be too hard for you. I can just give a quick summary, but it'll be things like, what can you put a swim spa on? What are the electrical costs like on a swim spa? How much does it cost to run a swim spa? Can they really run all year long? (laughs) And like all these things, right? These are all questions that people have, the mental barriers they have. Personally, I love talking to people. I love helping people, but I just don't have time to answer that question over and over all day long, right? So I'm going to drop it in an email that's going to get sent to them automatically. So now they have all the answers they need. They didn't have to call us up and ask. They didn't have to take that leap to actually get into a sales conversation. They're just getting all this information delivered to them. And when they're ready, there are a bunch of things that they can do to reach out. They can fill out that quiz and get those recommendations. They can ask me for pricing. They can, you know, book a time to come see me and talk to me about swim spas in person, Mm -hmm. because that can be a a long sales speech. So I want to make sure I'm setting aside the proper time for people. They can book a zoom call with me where we can go over some options and talk about it so that when they're ready, there's always some next action they can take. And so we're just helping them plan the project. We're answering all the questions they have, just basically going through the whole FAQ, the frequently asked questions and answering them one by one in all these automated emails. And we find when people get to the end of that, they're very well educated. They know roughly what a swim spa costs and they're ready to get serious about it. So we've had some really good success with that too. So we have recently started kind of using a a meeting scheduler, both in-house and for me to help set up meetings. And so I'm curious, I mean, does that, do people seem to like that? I mean, I've, I haven't seen too many hot tub retailers using that kind of technology to schedule sales appointments, but is that, is that something that people seem to like and respond to and just kind of being able to, you know, without going back and forth a lot on timing, just say, Oh, look, he's open. Then let's do that. Well, yes. So people do tend to like that because then they can just book a time. It's nice and easy. It's in everyone's calendar. So there's no, you know, getting lost in that. Although I found recently I've gone sort of back to the manual back and forth method because just because my days are so crazy that it's hard to predict at any one time. Okay. Next Tuesday, I'm going to be available at 10 AM. It's really hard for me to hit that window window sometimes. So I found myself like missing appointments, not on purpose, but just because I got caught up in a, you know, sales conversation with somebody else or, you know, my staff needed something urgently or or whatever. So then I ended up missing those calls. So I've gone back to, oh, do you have some time tomorrow? I'm free from 10 to 12. Does any of those times work for you? And they go, yeah, sure. And then we, we book it in. So yeah, I've kind of gone back to that because my days are so variable. That makes perfect sense. And, you know, and maybe in some businesses that would look, work a little bit better for people or in their times will that, when that will work better. But yeah, that's interesting that you've gone, you've gone both ways. Absolutely. So I, I just find the the manual personal approach has just worked a little bit better recently. Okay. okay. But, yeah. All right. Well, that's good to know. All right. Well, I was curious about that since that's something that we've been experimenting with. Yeah, for sure. We may go back to that when I, when I hand this off to my salespeople, because I always test everything myself first before I hand it off to staff so that I have mm-hmm. the process mm-hmm. documented about here's everything you do. And so we may book in times that way once we kind of have this all established, but 
uh, so far it's, it's working really well. Good, good. That's basically it. That's everything we've been doing. And we're going to make a huge push for that next year. The next thing I'm going to try, and I'm going to be documenting all this. So if people want to be along for the ride, I, there's a place they can sign up to be along with me for this ride, but yeah. I'm going to be testing uh, direct mail and postcards and you know sending out sales letters and things like that very soon, because I think there's just a certain section of the market that we're not reaching with digital ads. I think mm-hmm. there are a lot of older people with money who are maybe not going to be you know, buying off of Facebook ads that are, uh, we've had a lot of people come in recently that are wanting places for their grandkids to come play. They want to be the the cool grandparents, that kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. And so they may respond a bit better to direct mail than they will to digital ads. So that's something I'm going to be testing really soon as well. And that's so interesting because that's another thing that I have heard of there kind of being a resurgence of is direct mail and people getting a good response out of that. I think uh, you know, partly because we're inundated with emails. And so yep. it's pretty easy to ignore an email at this point, but you don't, you still don't really ignore your mail. You know, you're still going to go through that mail. And so if there is something in there, that's interesting, that makes you stop and look, I mean, you're, you're going to actually have to look at it, even if it's just to throw it in the trash. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. And the psychological barrier I've had to get over is just knowing that we can send out 2000 of these and most of them are just going to get thrown away and you have to be okay with that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think we're, we're so in love with the, with the metrics and the analytics at this point, you know, it's, it, if we can't track the ROI on something like down to the, you know, to the, how many times the person opened it or viewed it or how far they scrolled down your email. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're so, we just want all of that, all of that information. And unfortunately, sometimes you just aren't going to have that and you kind of have to trust that, um, yeah you know, it's going to get seen and, you know, you may not be able to pinpoint it down to a single person, but you know, that those people are coming in because they, they got something from you in the mail. I mean, it, you know, there are ways to test all that stuff too. And to, to have metrics for those things too. And I mean, all this big push with privacy and tracking and all these things has been a big topic lately, especially Mm -hmm. big companies like Apple getting on board with privacy and things like that. Well, I mean, a lot of those online metrics are going away soon too. And you have to find other ways, more creative ways to track what you're doing and, and get an ROI from it. So it's, it's not as easy as it maybe once was. No. And it's kind of like, I feel like we sort of all have just started to learn, you know, the best way to, to do those things and to find our people and to narrow things down. And you're right. Like that stuff is going to start to go away <laughs> and we're going to have to kind of relearn how to, how to do this. And we're going to lose some of those things that we're in love with, uh, keeping track of right now. So yeah, it's, it's going to be a whole new, a whole new world. Everyone just start, start <laughs> advertising in print again. Yeah, exactly. So if people are interested in kind of what I've got going on with Swim Spa Marketing, I've set up a website, swimspamarketing.com. That should be pretty easy to remember. So what I'm going to do is just be updating people on what we've been testing, what's worked and not worked, and some tips on how we've started cracking the code on marketing and selling swim spots. Because I feel like this is a section of the industry that nobody has really cracked the code on yet. And I'm planning to be the first. So there's a huge opportunity out there to sell swim spas. And I haven't really seen a lot of folks teaching anything about how to sell swim spas. So I'm basically going to be the only one. And it comes from direct experience, having sold face-to-face swim spas. And I'm just going to document our processes, all my mad scientist experiments that I'm going to be doing and kind of reporting on what's worked and what's not worked. And it's really just a fun way to, first of all, keep myself accountable so that I stay on top of it because I know Mm -hmm. I'm responsible for sharing this with other people and just to help other retailers who are maybe not quite sure if they want to sell swim spas or maybe they've sold a few and they want to make a big push, but they're not really sure 
how to do it. I'd love to, you know, just share what I've learned and kind of create a community around it so that we can all sell more swim spas together. So if you want to go to swimspamarketing.com, you can just enter your email and uh, I'll share everything I've got going on. Yeah. And if you haven't checked out, Ben has some Facebook groups or a Facebook group where he puts a lot of this stuff as well. And if you haven't checked that out, definitely do that. Cause you know, I kind of dip in and out and see what's going on. And there's some really interesting conversations and he really does kind of walk you through, Oh, Hey, we tried this. And this is something that worked for us this last, you know, this last week. So you kind of get some of that happening in, in real time. And it's really, it's really interesting. And so, yeah, I would definitely, I would definitely check that out. I pay attention to it, whether you guys realize it or not. So, Oh, that's awesome. Thank you. I I've been a little bit lax on updating it just because we've been so busy this year, but, uh, understandable called hot tub swim spa marketing mastermind. It's on Facebook and people can find me there too. It's a really good resource. And this is a great resource. Thank you so much for coming on and doing this again with us. You're always fun to have on as a guest. I really, I appreciate your time. And I think, thank you for uh, using my meeting link to schedule this, schedule this interview. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. My pleasure, Megan. Thank you so much for having me again. It's been a lot of fun. And I just wish more people would talk about this stuff because I feel like everyone tries to guard their secrets, but if we can make the whole industry better, that's good for everyone. Absolutely. I could not agree with you more. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Megan. Really appreciate it. Spa Retailer Podcast is a production of Spa Retailer Magazine. Let us know what you think by leaving a review or emailing us at podcast at spa Thanks for listening.